No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Artaxerxes of Persia authorizes Ezra and others to go to Jerusalem at the king's expense to enrich and beautify the temple. What qualified Ezra for this honor? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezra chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. The choices we make today determine how God will use us tomorrow. We see this truth illustrated in the life of Ezra, a Jewish priest from Babylon who led the second wave of captives back to Jerusalem. Because of the choices Ezra made in Babylon, he was mightily used by God as a leader of those who had returned to Judah from exile. The year was 458 BC, about 60 years after the temple was rebuilt in Jerusalem. Now, in the first five verses of Ezra 7, we are introduced to Ezra. He gives us his family tree, leading back to Aaron, the high priest, the brother of Moses. Most of these names are meaningless to us, but it was vitally important for Ezra to establish his pedigree. Eighty years earlier, when Zerubbabel and Joshua led the first wave of exiles from Babylon to Judah, many of the priests could not prove that they were descendants of Aaron, and therefore they could not serve as priests or eat the portions that belonged to the priests. Ezra, however, did not have this problem. He was a card-carrying descendant of Aaron, a legitimate priest of the Lord. Verse 6. This Ezra came up from Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king granted him all his request, according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Some of the children of Israel, the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the Nethanim, came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. What was a priest to do in Babylon? There was no temple where he could serve, no altar of the Lord where he could present offerings. Probably many of the priests simply found another line of work, but not Ezra. He became a skilled scribe in the law of Moses. He valued his heritage as a priest and his godly ancestors, and he desired to do everything he could to prepare himself to serve the Lord. Most scholars bury themselves in books and in their study of the past and don't become active in current issues. But not Ezra. He boldly approached King Artaxerxes. Now, this was the son of Xerxes who had been married to Esther. Ezra made a request that he could return to Jerusalem and bring some of the Babylonian captives with him. And the king granted to Ezra all that he requested. Ezra was authorized to lead about 1,500 men plus women and children to help restore the walls and gates of Jerusalem and to bring spiritual renewal to the people. And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. On the first day of the first month, he began his journey from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. Ezra and company began their journey in the spring and arrived in midsummer. 
All these things happened according to the good hand of the Lord that was upon him. Now, this is a favorite phrase of Ezra, one that he uses six times in this account. Behind the human actions that Ezra observed, he saw the invisible hand of God controlling the circumstances for his good and for God's glory. Have you discovered the good hand of God on your own life? I know I have. I know that God has blessed me in so many ways that I don't deserve. I have watched him manage circumstances to protect, bless, and guide me in his purposes. And I'm sure that if you stop to think about it, you could list many ways where you know that you only got through certain difficult times because the good hand of God was upon you. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. There is so much application in this little verse 10. First, while in Babylon, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. He knew that in this law was life. He delighted in the law of the Lord and sought to know it. It doesn't say that he prepared his head. Ezra prepared his heart. His inmost being was brought under the influence of the truth of God. His affections were controlled by the scriptures. He tasted the meat of the word and nothing else could satisfy. Second, Ezra did what he read. He wasn't like so many who have knowledge but don't practice what they know. James tells us, Therefore to him who knows to do good, and does not do it to him, it is sin. James also tells us that if we hear the word, but then don't do it, we are deceiving ourselves. Warren Wearsby writes, If our knowledge of truth doesn't result in obedience, then we end up with a big head instead of a burning heart, and truth becomes a toy to play with, not a tool to build with. Third, Ezra taught the law of God to others. In those days, written copies of the scripture were scarce. The common people didn't have access to them. Therefore, they were dependent upon the priests and the Levites to teach them God's word. Because Ezra prepared his heart and kept the law himself, he was qualified to teach others. Ezra is a good example for us to follow because if we don't make the effort to study the Word of God ourselves, to put it into practice, and then to share it with others, then the spiritual heritage of one generation won't be passed down to the next generation. We have so many scriptural resources at our fingertips. So let us commit to using them to prepare ourselves today for how God will use us tomorrow. Verse 11, this is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave Ezra the priest, the scribe, expert in the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. In response to Ezra's request, King Artaxerxes sent a letter to him. Verse 11 is an introductory statement that Ezra wrote in Hebrew. Verses 12 through 26 are the content of the letter, which is written in Aramaic, the international language of the day. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra, the priest, a scribe of the law of the God of heaven, perfect peace, and so forth. 
I issue a decree that all those of the people of Israel and the priests and Levites in my realm who volunteer to go up to Jerusalem may go with you. And whereas you are being sent by the king and his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand, and whereas you are to carry the silver and gold, which the king and his counselors have freely offered to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, and whereas all the silver and gold that you may find in all the province of Babylon, along with the free will offering of the people and the priests, are to be freely offered for the house of their God in Jerusalem. Now, therefore, be careful to buy with this money bulls, rams, and lambs with their grain offerings and their drink offerings and offer them on the altar of the house of of your God in Jerusalem. That the ruler of the Persian Empire should be so favorable to an obscure Jewish priest was truly a miracle. But God had used King Cyrus to begin the temple rebuilding, King Darius to complete it, and now King Artaxerxes to enrich the temple and provide for this second wave of Jewish captives who were returning to Jerusalem. God is sovereign in the affairs of men and can use whomever he chooses. Not only did the king supply silver and gold from his own treasury, but he also allowed Ezra to receive free will offerings from the Jews who remained in Babylon and who wanted to give freely to the house of the Lord. With the money Ezra received, they could purchase the sacrificial animals, grain and drink offerings that they would need to present to the Lord. And whatever seems good to you and your brethren to do with the rest of the silver and the gold, do it according to the will of your God. Also, the articles that are given to you for the service of the house of your God, deliver in full before the God of Jerusalem. And whatever more may be needed for the house of your God, which you may have occasion to provide, pay for it from the king's treasury. I, even I, Artaxerxes, the king, Issue a decree to all the treasurers who are in the region beyond the river that whatever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of the God of heaven may require of you, let it be done diligently up to 7,500 pounds of silver, 500 bushels of wheat, 550 gallons of wine, and 550 gallons of olive oil and an unlimited supply of salt. So not only did the king supply from his own treasury, but he also gave orders to his treasurers living east of the Euphrates River that they should supply whatever Ezra needed. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it be diligently done for the house of the God of heaven. For why should there be wrath against the realm of the king and his sons? The king was so favorable to the Jews because he did not want to incur the wrath of God. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Also, we inform you that it shall not be lawful to impose tax, tribute, or custom on any of the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, Nethanim, or servants of this house of God. So the servants of the Lord would be tax-exempt by decree of the king. And you, Ezra, according to your God-given wisdom, set magistrates and judges who may judge all the people 
who are in the region beyond the river, all such as know the laws of your God and teach those who do not know them. Whoever will not observe the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily on him, whether it be death or banishment or confiscation of goods or imprisonment. King Artaxerxes also authorized Ezra to appoint judges east of the Euphrates who knew the law of God and could teach it to others. And these judges would be authorized to execute whatever judgments they felt were appropriate upon those who failed to keep the law of God or the king's laws, even up to capital punishment. It is truly amazing that King Artaxerxes would entrust so much responsibility to Ezra. Obviously, the good hand of the Lord was upon him. So what else could Ezra do except to praise the Lord? Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, who has put such a thing as this in the king's heart to beautify the house of the Lord which is in Jerusalem and has extended mercy to me before the king and his counselors and before all the king's mighty princes. So I was encouraged as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me and I gathered leading men of Israel to go up with me. Now Ezra would be able to fulfill his heart's desire to be a priest at the temple in Jerusalem. You know, I have spent my time and money on many things in life that amounted to nothing. But I have never regretted spending time studying God's Word, doing it, and teaching it to others. May God help us all wisely prepare our own hearts now so that He can use us for His glory later. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow we'll see where Ezra and many others return to Jerusalem. They proclaim a fast and pray for safe passage, which the Lord graciously gives them. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Ezra on Simply the Bible.